0: From Jamit Studios, it's the Made in Africa podcast, a show where African founders and entrepreneurs shared stories behind their businesses and some of the experiences they've gathered along the way. Sit back, relax, and let's get learning. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Made in Africa podcast. I'm your host, Kemishi Samuel, and on the show, Founders get to share their stories, experiences, and the lessons they've learned so far founding and running a successful company. This is the first episode of the show, and I am here in Jamit Studios with Ike Rizu and Stan Agbadugo, They are the co-founders of Jamit, and I'm not going to even waste much time. Let's just get right into it. Um, Ike, please introduce yourself, then Stan can go next. All right. Hi, I'm Ike. Um,
1: I'm a creative technologist who have been in the audio space for over 15 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I started first as a dropout, went to music startup, and thought I was going to blow. <laughs> we did well. Um, we did about 8 million users. Wow. Um, at the same time, um, because of lack of knowledge, you yeah. you lose um, you lose at that end of your way to success. So we lost, and um, out of that experience, became knowledge, and... Um, continued that um, I co-founder of um, Jamit with yeah. Stan and uh, I handle most of the engineering work and okay. um, most of most of the engineering work I'm on the creative technology part of things okay. as well and um, that's the Jammy treasure
0: me of me. Okay, <laughs> we'll come back to more of
2: you <laughs> later on. Uh, right. Stan, please introduce yourself um, to my us. My name is Stan Abadugo. Yeah. Um, I am not a dropout. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, I, I think for me, it's more. I've been more on the creative side. Um, okay. I'm the chief content officer here. Okay, and my journey so far to this yeah. spot is. Got out of school looking for what to actually looking for how to you know, get on the next job really. Okay. And um and then I got a call on like a mutual friend. Okay. Right. And that's where I, I met True sports. Hmm. True sports. True Sports. True Sports. So there was True Sports before Jamit There was You were at True Sports I before Jamit. Yes. Okay, um, we are we are definitely coming back to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely coming um, back to that. Then um uh, yeah, we'll come back to yeah. that. You'll yeah. get the full gym. <laughs> um so from there, was set up as an OEP, um, moved up the ladder to um junior associates, mm. then um handled the operations at some point at True Sports right. then um Basically, all my life I've creativity. Okay. Um, okay. I, I've done video shoots, um, yeah. creative video directing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Okay. Just the full creative. All right. Process. Yeah. So before I go back to um Ike,
0: tell us more about mm-hmm. True Sports. I uh, uh True yeah, True Sports. Yeah. are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The fact that you mentioned it means it's
2: very relevant. <laughs> very very. <laughs> okay. um, so please. Tell it's us the, the genesis this. of all this, actually. Oh really? Um. The whole beginning. Hmm. True sport. Um, also with, um, (laughs) I met a nerd who was coding (laughs) away, who was coding away. Um, and you know, the one thing that really really stood out for me was when I came into the office and I was, and he asked me a question. He was. Now that I look back, yeah. I don't think he even knew what he was saying. Okay. He was just seriously. Yes. <laughs> just just coding, yes. right? <laughs> and he was like, so why, why do you want to do this? And I, I think what I said was that, you know, I just want to touch life. That I don't know how, mm. right? But I feel like um, using my voice is a, yeah. is a, is a means to mm-hmm. do that. Okay, And I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> you know, like I said, yeah. <laughs> this guy was coding away. Mm-hmm. I, I think what really drove my idea to... Um, being in that space was how committed i I never seen. I, I don't think I had seen anybody who worked that hard. Okay. Hmm. Right. Um, yeah. so, and it, it was always interesting to me hmm. and from where, I, where I, where I stood, yeah. you know, I do it. it is good. You move on, hmm. but you see someone that just goes at it, <laughs> goes at Keep it. So it was inspiring it. to me. Okay. Right. And I need, and that was, that was, that was one thing that made me stay. Okay. Then, um, them being creative, um, speaking with people. Yeah, I didn't have an Instagram account for being a creative. I was what? very fine. Wow. <laughs> like I, I I was so introverted yes. that okay. I, I mean, I could communicate with people, yeah. but I didn't like my things yes. out, there. out there. I think yeah. it's still the same way actually, mm. but that mm. for me was the beginning of how Jammy started. Okay. Because from telling our stories or telling, being the pioneers in our own industry at the time, yeah. mm. um, he wanted me to do more okay. for Africa. Yeah, I'm specifically saying Africa because that's where our journey actually began. Mm, like true. Yeah. wanting to actually touch Africa. Okay. So, um, but who has a better idea of the true sports? Yeah,
0: it's right beside me. Because mm-hmm. I was just going to mention that I believe the person that was coding away <laughs> is Ike, here, yes. right? Yes, okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, Ike, tell us about true sports.
1: Oh. Just was the bittersweet um startup for me hmm. um, it was my first um my first uh love in a way in the tech space um yeah. startup world. started
0: building it when I was seventeen hmm. um okay. Please, Before you go on, 17. Yes, do you know what? Uh, let's approach this this way, okay? Okay, give us a rundown of what your childhood was like down to transport. Oh yeah, exactly. I thought
1: i give my resume. Right? <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my childhood, um, so I grew up everywhere. Um, mm. I, I grew up early, I grew up in all the different classes, also, um, social classes. Okay, in terms of um, from the US, I moved to London. Okay. And then from London, moved to Nigeria, Nigeria, um, <laughs> we went from um, Ineri, which okay. was then a uh, village. Okay. And then to an estate in Lagos, which was like, oh, okay, we've landed. <laughs> and then um, from there, we moved to, uh, my dad was really successful. Yeah. And um few things happened, Nigeria teaches you a lesson, yeah. and um, you lose everything, yeah. and um, that happened to us, so that story oh, wow. carried us, and we moved to Ikotu, and um, okay. Ikotu was really where I spent, Now we moved to Aguda and then from Aguda to Ikotu, good and that drastic change from being overseas to yeah. Ikotu was where it became a culture shock, but
0: hmm.
1: it was something that also felt more like an adventure because I had seen the whole world yeah. in a different, from different points of views, and... Um, Egkotu now defined me more yeah. of like me being strong and persistent. My yeah. mindset, you know, it was a place for you know the strong, the brave. Yeah. You, you don't you don't survive in Egbe or Egypt or Ekiti at <laughs> that period if you if you do not have yes. sense. And I had <laughs> I to try sense. and be. I had to be, have sense. <laughs> if you don't have sense here, <laughs> you will be. They will leave you on the streets. Okay. But um. I, I ended up growing up there, but I still kind of went to some really good schools. I scored really high on common entrance. I went okay. to King's College. Um, I went to Methodist Boys First, and then to King's College. Right. And, and then, so me seeing so many things and seeing so many people in school, I was friends with the Obanikoros and, and, and Diaz. And, hmm. you know, I come home and then I, I'm also friends with... You know the agro yes. and people that are at home. So <laughs> I, I I was really able to yes. context switch, and, mm. and it was so it was something that became inborn that I understood both sides of yeah. Nigeria and mm. um, and different classes. And from there on out, learned how to code by um, always then taking money from my mom's post <laughs> and, and going into a cyber cafe to yeah. learn how to um, open an email in and get into um, what was happening on the web. Got fascinated by that. From there went on to um, teaching people how to open their emails and charging Mm. them. And that was kind of my first enterprise that I created. (laughs) Um, um, I was just at the cyber cafe and they're like, where's that guy that opens email? Me and my friend said, we used to just sit down in the cafe and wait for people to pay for our time. And then we'll open an email for them, for them. Or we'll keep the remaining yeah. minutes yeah. Um, <laughs> and until the cyber cafe will continue. Yeah. But that's where I learned HTML and continue mm. from there. I was already an artist. I wanted to be an artist. and went into music, wrote songs. Yeah but it was not my forte. God, did not bless my voice. <laughs> God was like, no, this is not your job. <laughs> so it was a flop. <laughs> okay. It was a very huge flop, but I could dance. I choreographed and I did some creative arts. Yeah. <laughs> so, but if I'm not going to be able to do this, I will yeah. do it through technology. Mm. And, um, I was able as opportunity to get into U.S. Okay. Um, Struggle a little bit, um, but in order to survive, yeah. you know, I was living in the ghetto then, which was a foreign park uh, okay. in Houston. And in order to survive, I knew that working at a hamburger place was not going to solve that. Right. And I um, ended up um, thinking of ideas and told my parents to send me CDs. Okay. Then the nap store was the biggest thing then over there. And um, Pandora just starting up, but none of them had Nigerian music. So mm. I ended up um, telling them to send it to me. And... Yeah. Ended up building um, an internet radio station for mm. just African music. Wow! Only and then it was called Niger Space. Okay. And then we converted it to True Spot when mm. it became more of a market yeah. um, um, fit for for people over there. And that's where True Spot grew, um, I'm pretty sure there's no millennial that grew up in United States that was Nigerian that didn't know about that did not know about yeah, response. because 8 million users was quite a lot, yeah, at in the that time, time. Yes. exactly. Yes. At that time, so and this was when we see how low adoption of um Technology internet in, in, and, all and we were seeing the Blackberry phase, yeah, that happened. And when we grew, we became very confident that we could survive in Nigeria hmm. and we we'll okay. did that, which was to us one of our biggest mistakes. <laughs> um, um, coming back at that yeah. time, we were very early, okay, way too early. Um, th- coming in, but we were pioneers and we really opened the gates f- to digital music in this space yeah. in, in that first mover phase because we were able to work with the likes of Whiskey, the MI, mm. M- M- Bonner. Um, there's no popular artists today that probably did not go, except like the new Gen yeah, um, yeah. artists, but mm-hmm. there's normally no artists that's big today yeah. that did not use Truespot or their managers using okay. Truespot for okay. them to distribute their music. So... Um, but we just failed. we were doing so much, and um, we our expenses were so high. AWS, there was no cloud infrastructure, so we were spending almost four thousand dollars in server costs. Three thousand dollars was wow. like our average monthly cost at that time. Yeah. So, and we were making zero. Wow. there, so um, back oh. it, w- it was something that we we're trying to figure out. Yeah. But um, that 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 happened, and we kind of had a bad leadership team when I had when I had. Um, I had friends, which, you know, it's one thing that you have to know the friends to work with, Mm. but take the ones that are very professional and the ones that have the expertise. Um, So made some mistakes here and there, but we as a leadership also were too young to know the right things to do that we failed at it as well. Mm. So it was a big lesson.
0: Let me get this. You feel that if you had remained in the United States, True Sports would have succeeded. Yes, would have been acquired. Mm. Would wow. have been acquired and probably been I'll probably would have
1: been easy <laughs> by today. I'll probably be wow. one of those people put a million dollars in some someone's startup yes.
0: right now today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. But so now I'm 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 beginning to understand that I mean, if you would could, would you take back that experience? No. Not you not wouldn't. Okay. All. I wanted to establish that. No, no, no. Okay. Not at okay. all. The experience was definitely worth it, I believe. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Stan. Shoot. <laughs> Moment of truth. Okay, you joined um, True Sports when it came to Nigeria initially at the time, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Before True Sports, had you worked anywhere? No, I was, just, I was fresh out of school, actually, Okay, when I came out. Okay, fresh out of school. Yeah. All right, so you joined True Sport at the time. That was 2009, nine, 2010, actually,
2: 2009, yeah. 10. Okay, yeah. I want to draw something
0: out of yeah. here. So when True Sports kind of like dissolved, yeah, um, at what year was that?
1: Uh,
0: we, I don't necessarily <laughs> say dissolved because okay. it was a
1: slow death. Hmm. Um, when we lost one of our um, C-level executives, um, there was a lot of drama. Hmm. Um, that happened, um, but we wanted to keep going because um, we believed that one person could not bring it down. But... Yeah the morale of the team okay. got lost mm-hmm. um through so many uh, yeah. months and we couldn't afford our operations then wow. the, the, this day is quite long but yeah. <laughs> uh, the i'm just trying to shorten it as much yeah. as i can yeah but um we we ended up um getting into a phase where um we even moved to night house which is um um, today, um, Laycon's manager Timmy Gomez okay. offered us his place then to mm. um, use as a studio, yeah. and we restarted and um, we started working with some new um, people for live shows. It, we were up to something, but again, it was that thing where we had lost majority of the operations yes. team, that, and I had gone back to US. Oh, and, okay. as well, out of um, I was I had severe depression mm. at the time. Uh, it was just it was ridiculous at that period. It yep. was one of the worst phases of my life, mm. and and so I had to kind of get back to US. Mm. I ended up coming back to US and going to going back to school, okay. Okay. and then that's where I got my two degrees in. Okay. So I resented, and then we while I was recentering, you know, Stanley was then leading but We knew that this was not going to be successful and the music space had already been so saturated more competitors with mm-hmm. more money uh, I think more resources had, really more resources. capitals. yeah and i believe um spinlet had come in everyone jumped on spinlet everyone jumped on techno's yeah. play, and so it, it was just very hard to compete at that time yeah. and um, we had lost some form of credibility because of um of of just losing that much traction yeah. up to that point. So okay. we, we knew we had to put the ax on it. Right. And this was, I'll, I'll probably say, literally I'll probably say maybe five years ago, that um, five, five or six years ago, six five or six years ago, that we decided to put the ax on it because right. um, I know I graduated five years ago. yeah, And I know I never touched the again. again.
0: Huh. So, um, Stan, at the time you were managing it, how did you feel when it was time to actually let go of true sports?
2: I guess one of the bad things that I have come to observe on myself is I overdo it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I overdo it in the sense that I knew we could still push on, but then again, that was just me telling myself that, you know, you You can still still do this. this, You can still pull through. Yeah. How I felt, um, it was a bit confusing because I I did see it being um, successful, right? And to let go of that, and I can't describe yeah, my, how I felt, but it correct. was it was strange. It was difficult to it let go. It was difficult because
0: obviously it wasn't just the money you were there for, because the company was struggling. Which yeah. means it was just your right. vision and the love for what the impact the company would have that kept you there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh yeah. right? moment of truth. Um, yes. It was more of the love. And I think one thing that I really did enjoy the most was helping people to connect with their own creativity. Mm. That was very important to yeah. me. Like if if I could see that I could help that person yeah. be someone, like, take for instance, I think the producer of um I Said What I Said. Um, I trained her mm. actually. Um, I you know, and mm. That's just a testament that, you know, yeah. it wasn't just about the money. It was also about the people that mm-hmm. I had around me, you know, trying to make that work. Okay. And that was, I, I don't think anybody can buy that away from me. Okay.
0: So we've picked up one lesson now. As a founder or an entrepreneur, you have to have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That purpose will drive you regardless of whatever you are passing through. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. So, true sports is gone now. How did you both transition into... How did Jam it come to be? Ike, right, please. Let's let's begin with that. You said you had gone back to the US at the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And my goodness, there's okay. Let me not let me just <laughs> let me let me leave the story. It
1: should be his own podcast. <laughs> yeah, all that yeah. Honestly. or a
0: whole, a whole movie on its own. So you had gone back was to the dramatic, US. Yes. Then how did Jamit come about, really? Um
1: Jamit came about us letting go of um Trisbon and deciding that um we're going to do something better than okay. it okay but we we actually did not even find market fit or like our m v. p. till last year um sorry two years two, um, two years to twenty twenty hmm. um january and so um at that point it was now us experiment. let's see what people want, want. um hmm. if we if we do some experiments over here. Um, let's see if people are going to, if people prefer listening only on their um, phones. Um, Let's set up a new radio station, but this time we're going to have different radio stations instead of just one radio station. So we have multiple. And we tried that um, and it it was working for a bit. People liked it, but it was not sticking out. User retention was very low. Okay. Um, Then we said, okay, let's add um, um, some shows um, to it. And... I know we struggled just to get the, the team to record. I think the only person who survived that, um, Gabriel. Um, Gabin. Gabin. Gabin, sorry. Okay. Um, G- um, Gabin, who um, um, survived that. And we were just unsuccessful with getting good um, OAPs um, yeah. that were going to be able to come in and do live shows or even just record um, shows and go from Sorry, there.
0: some of our listeners might not understand what or know what OAPs are.
1: Oh, on air personalities, also exactly. so <laughs> on air personalities, like people who had radio experience or yeah. um, who wanted to be radio broadcasters. So, I um, moved on. I was then moving to Silicon Valley, and I remember calling. Um, I I ran into um, Alex, um, Alex um, Bloomberg. Um, okay. It was um, Game Gamelet. He was um, promoting the startup um, podcast, and um, it was one of the most um, i'd already started listening to podcasts i was already listening to serial mm-hmm. i'd already listened to american life and i was already a fan of audio books i've yeah. been an audio file Pressing, for, yeah, for, um, for all my life yeah. that's what i studied on my, my, my first degree so um i prefer audio to video mm. and so that the minute i listened to the startup i completely immersed myself into the man's story and mm. he had such a, a compelling story and as soon as I came out of it, then I listened to the episode. I got home. I remember calling Sam like, we're changing German," <laughs> And I'm like, it's, I cannot do that almost every quarter today.
0: <laughs> but I'm like, we're changing yes.
1: geometry. And I'm like, he's like, what? I'm like, I think we can do this. And um, I think we should make this a podcast company. Okay. Um, we should focus more on podcasts and let go of um, of music yeah. and um, radio. And, and Stan was already creating shows that would have been podcasts, but we were not focusing on it. We were still focusing mm. on music yeah. um, okay. uh, and trying to get music. Yeah. So it was a hard thing to do, but luckily not a lot of artists had yeah. jumped on Jammy then. So while we were doing that alpha, it was easier for us to let say, let let's go, record yeah. um, let go, and start working yes. on podcasts only. And it ended up taking us two years to ah. really get a very consistent team. Hmm. Um, before we could say we will officially launch yeah. the podcast.
0: Okay.
1: Um and and that was what happened.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, which one of you came up with the name jammed?
1: <laughs> ah,
0: I'm on you, you should know already. <laughs> I
1: mean <laughs>
2: No, I mean, I mean, well. Um, but I think what we always did was we yeah. always have like um Wait, you say the one that came up with I don't <laughs> sure. I have the chance to put Oh really? I
1: normally what we do is I normally come up, I'm like, okay, I'll come up with ten names. Come yes. up with ten names. Okay. And then what happens is that um I, I I put I put those names together. Yeah. And then we send it to like all our friends okay. and tell them to vote for a name that would um they would like yeah. the app to be called. We kinda give them some um a one liner description right. about the app is and yeah. also happened. Hmm. So it was more of our friends and his friends, like the ones speaking the yes. name. Yeah.
0: Okay, so obviously Jamit is succeeding now. Yeah. What do you think um you both have done differently this time around that's gotten Jamit where it is now compared to true sports?
2: I um, what did we do differently? I would say we are more focused, go-oriented, and mm-hmm. I was gonna add something to what he said earlier. Let me uh, just track back and come back to okay. this. Um we had tried podcasts okay. at the time when true was was a bit lagging, okay. but we did not get there the concept of mm-hmm. what it was. Okay. Right? Okay. And so for us it was just like, oh, we had radio show that you can listen <laughs> off air. Yes. But I mean, again. We did not yeah. we did not streamline yeah. it okay Yeah, okay. we called them offline shows yeah like, oh, <laughs> okay to this offline okay download the offline yeah. right so we already had that concept All right but we didn't it was so it's not fully materialized yeah. It's like yeah I think what we learned is that we started to learn from other people mm. how they um ran things okay and if you remember earlier he mentioned Alice Bloomberg because we did soak ourselves in startup mm. like at least two months straight, like yeah. this over and over again. Okay. So what we did different was we approached leadership differently. Okay. Um. It, it didn't become about us, rather it became about them, right? So if we're going to lead people, we're going to lead them and lead them because they're in line with what we want to do mm. and want okay. to make them better. So okay. it's a, it's a change circle. Yeah. The better they get, the more, better Jamit gets mm-hmm. because everybody wins. Okay. Together. So what we did differently was yeah. we focused more, create more um aligned vision yeah with people coming into the company mm-hmm. and we went from there.
0: Okay. So um Jamit was live now. Mm. I believe Jamit has um several original podcasts. Yeah. Okay. So starting out, how did you guys actually bring creators to join you? What was that process like? <laughs>
2: let me let me let me take this one okay. because because I was gonna to touch it but I was yeah. like let me let, let go. But like you I know? put the <laughs> So go ahead. Um, um, so you know how he said we we, we tried hard to get OAPs, OAPs yes. to come on board to mm-hmm. record. Now what we failed to understand was we didn't really need OAPs. Hmm. Who we needed were storytellers people who were mm. passionate about trying to tell stories okay. trying to connect with people mm. right um having a good voice is a plus one yeah. but the ideal is wanting to tell a story okay first of all i had every i didn't see us yes getting a getting the oaps that we wanted okay. because of where we were starting from uh, yeah okay right okay. and if you if you are Nigerian, you know that money rules everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> sure.
2: <laughs> until <laughs> yes, until until like I said or like he said, like yeah. I, um, you know, he was resilient. Yeah. you know how he grew up, how he yeah. balanced mm-hmm. life, and he was like, "Dude, just you know, put this in out, out there, there. and yeah, people." Yeah, I'm yes. like, "No, like this, 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 <laughs> this, this." I approach. was in my way, <laughs> yes. basically, right? Okay. And um, we put out the first. Add, uh, you know for people to come in I social think that was media press. or was LinkedIn
1: post LinkedIn okay, post, LinkedIn yeah. post. All right.
2: um, and it was Jobberman first it was Jobberman first no the the first the Gabin set oh that was Jobberman okay right. Um, then it was LinkedIn next. then uh, right. we, we did that we're still having issues trying to figure out the right people yeah. because we're still focusing on OAPs. OAPs right once we understood what we really wanted and who we really wanted to focus on okay it became easier right. than we we still streamlining our targets and who mm-hmm. those um um creators would be, right? Yeah. And those were storytellers, mm. and most of them. The yes, actually, we lost only thirty percent mm. of the first batch. Okay, that came through. Yeah, and oh. from there it's been a stone throw.
0: Hmm. Wow, awesome! So
1: I mean, okay, go ahead, Ike. Yeah, I mean, what we were doing it was hard to find them and once we did that what we did this time was actually read resumes of people and this time um look for people who are more passionate who understood um that it was a beginning phase yeah. and they were learning i think our first cohort were, were the first 12 yeah um we we're not even podcasters they are not they had no experience no podcasting all. experience so wow. we had to train them okay. from you know from the beginning so um um podcasts like um on some bs um um long story um short. long show okay. um cheap yeah. talk you know our first um legacy podcast
0: yeah
1: we we we're, were very very um uh, new to the game and yeah. we had to train them okay. because we knew that we only had to pilot to prove what we can do and, yeah. and we did that successfully yeah. with twelve um, podcasts and um, being released and after that as Stan said it's been easier for us yeah. to convince and talk to creators that okay. we can help you solve yeah. this problem or, um, turn your story into, and um, bring it to life okay. or through podcasts. As well. Okay. Awesome. And so this was when we were still podcast network, but
0: all right. That means, um, creators at the time, the, the first cohort, they were actually sold on Jamit's vision. Yes. Yeah. And the fact that they also wanted to tell their story or some story. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, um, um, Jamit has been two years in, approximately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you think um, Nigerians are taking podcasts, accepting podcasts as a whole, Africa as a whole? How How are Africans accepting podcasts? Like,
1: um, it kind of takes. It's kind of a lesson that we learned um, already from our first startup. Okay. Um, being the first mover. Yeah. And trying to convince people that you don't need to buy a CD, but mm. you know, for a hundred naira, but you can. You Actually know, listen, to listen to it. And for then, you know, data was, more, was was a little bit more expensive, but we, you give it the convenience of listening to it as soon as it drops yeah. instead of looking for it. And so it's the same thing we're doing now with podcasting. It's more of a lot of educating, um, educating them yeah. and making them realize that, wait, this is just a radio show that you can listen offline. Yeah, anytime. But, you know, it's more personal. Yeah. It's more, um, it's, It connects more mm-hmm. with you. Um, you don't, no one is forming, you know, to be the better person. Yeah. They're just regular people yeah. Key. Like and the more we were able to do that, the more um, it, it grew. And there was already a minor podcast um, space um, growing already. Yeah, already. Okay. Um, I believe um, there was another podcast. There's still another podcast. Then it was, um, I can't remember the name. Okay. Yet. But they, they had um, shows. I said what I said was already. But there. he does. Um, there you go. And um, then we, um, I said what I said was there. Um, class Prefects was out. There were there were already some like top um, guys in the game. Yeah, go to thirty was out, and so we, we knew of them. Um, the only difference was we they were all chat cast. Okay. We wanted to go more into more professional, higher quality okay. storytelling that could also be immersive. Yeah. We were still going to have chat cast, but mm-hmm. we had a, a, a very defined focus because we wanted to bring back our lost history. Yeah. We wanted to focus more on culture. We wanted okay. to focus more on making people learn more about Africa in a more positive light okay. and um, kind of have all our you know lost stories brought back to yeah. life. And, and so that's been. Our focus, okay. and, but we still have a couple of chatcasts. Awesome.
0: Now, there's always power struggle. Not not always. I mean, power struggle is something that always come up a lot when yeah. a, a company is co-founded, right? Yes. Okay. So, um, how do you and Stan balance um, disagreements? <laughs> how do you handle disagreements? Should rather you go first, you should go first. Go first.
1: <laughs> 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 um, again, I have experience. Um, I've experienced a very hostile leadership team yeah. um, from my first start where i I worked with people who were all were close with me when disagreements happened yeah. um, everything went hostile and yeah. we personally use our hands to drag the company down okay. right wow. and so I learned that, that was never the best way to mm-hmm. run a startup yeah. and so we stand. It became easier because I and Stan had worked before mm-hmm. together. He knows yep. my working style. Mm-hmm. I know his working style. And so we jam it whenever we don't necessarily have power struggles. Okay. What we do is we switch roles when needed. Okay. Right. So sometimes when I'm lacking on something, yep. like maybe getting an agreement or mm-hmm. you know, getting some things out, I'm trying to wrap up something else, or I'm zoned out in coding, yeah. Stan picks up the operation. Okay. And then when sometimes he's like, oh no, there are so many things. I mean, me and him produced 12 podcasts. It was Mm -hmm. just me and him. No one else working with us. So we produced 12 podcasts together. And so we had to, I had to also code, edit podcast, Mm -hmm. and then do operations. We had to manage the team Mm -hmm. on ground because I was in here. Also edit and then do operations for um, Mm -hmm. payments and all that with the team here. So... um, We've always into three Um okay. It's now that is becoming more defined as we continue to expand and, right. and raise money and all that. Okay. So,
2: but I'll, I'll let him say something <laughs> about <of> that. <laughs> okay, done. Um So, I th- I think one of one of the things that he said that you know makes. Um, more sense is yes. not more sense when I hmm. play that way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: sounds, sounds somehow uh, not yeah, like that,
2: but, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think one of the things I really agree with him on <laughs> is um, switching roles. Okay. Um, but for past struggle in in his whole like in his entirety, yeah, I think one thing that we've um, we've come to understand is yeah. that we can't always be right. Mm. So if there's a valid point, yes to you know what angle you're going with, then yeah. there's a likelihood that we're always like, okay, so guys, what do you think? Yeah. So we we dropped out to the team. Okay. Okay. Right. And they're like, okay, no, I think this works, this doesn't work. That that is the kind of mm. leadership style yeah. that we've um worked with over time. Okay. And it's it's been very effective. Mm. Because the more we involve other like our team, yeah. like the core team, mm-hmm. the more clearer we understand where what what our thought process, if mm-hmm. it's aligned with who we're working with, yeah. or if we've digressed a bit. And that's and that's not mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's just yeah. sometimes you need to be pulled back to mm-hmm. the to the lane and just yes. go forward from there. So Again <laughs> then yeah. again um switching roles yes. and actually you know putting our ideas or maybe what the where the conversation is okay. out there to the team and yeah. like this is what's going on mm. what do you think is the best yeah. obs- um, solution to this yes I will go from there
0: wow I've definitely picked up on a lot of lessons yeah, already. here already so as I found out one should be willing or yes willing to Listen to other people's opinion. Yeah, very, and you very. Cannot very always be right. Even if you don't have a co-founder, mm-hmm. you are the founder. You are the CEO. You are yeah. everything. But be willing to listen to your employees sometimes because they might be able to put you or put you in check. Kind of like when you are about digressing.
1: Oh yeah, I mean the. We're very transparent with our team. Okay. Um, you know this as yeah. well. We, we tell even how much, we even tell our team how much there is mm. how much money is transparent. in the account. Yeah. Like we we are very clear on what our goals are. Yeah. And when we have ideas, we go and write it on the whiteboard and yeah. we're like, okay, let's all discuss, okay. right? And wow. um, so most times the major decisions are not always just me and Stan and okay. them. It's always more of, We pull the team and say, All right, Mm. guys, here's what we're thinking. Um, Even to like the name of the rooms and all that, like, okay, who's coming up? What do you think? What are we going to choose? Should we focus on this part to monetize or choose this part not to monetize? and, And things. So we always involve the team to help get us away from that oh, um
0: I have opposite and all that. Okay. Leaving um, leaving <laughs> the corporate part. Let's go back into <laughs> the, the podcasting part. Yeah. Okay. So um, do you think anyone can run a podcast? Like is
2: running a podcast for everyone? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Why do you say that? Everybody so? has a story to tell. Hmm. Okay. Right. And for you to tell your story you can yeah. take your phone record your stuff and, you know, have it out there. Wow. That's your podcast. Okay. It's out there. Okay. Now, if you're talking about good stuff like we do, it takes a lot of work. Yeah, definitely. You see the the bragging? Yeah. (laughs) You've earned it honestly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But but anybody (laughs) can can do a podcast. Okay. So
0: now, what makes a good podcast, Ike? A good podcast, wow, what
1: makes a good podcast? A good podcast is one that has very great storytelling. Um, Okay. It's able to connect with the audience, okay. and the audience follows up with the call to action that's at the end of it. Right. If it's to learn something, yeah. an audience takes the the listener takes something out of it. Um, if it's to go get something, mm-hmm. the listener does that. If you have a higher percentage than fifty to sixty percent doing what you've discussed or, or learning from what yeah. you've, you've said, that is a very great podcast.
0: Okay.
1: Um, many people don't have that. Yeah. Um, many people, you can listen to a podcast and in the first five minutes, you're out of it. Mm. They're like, yep, I'm not I'm not, I'm not feeling this. this yeah. Yeah. But there are so many people that can engage you for an hour mm. and, and you're just learning and listening to them, or having fun or, you know,
0: yeah.
1: getting something out of it.
0: It's right. the ones that give you value. Awesome. So um, how do creators make money podcasting? Through Jamit? Or... Generally, then we'll come down to Jamit.
1: Majority, about 77% currently of um, creators make um, their money through brand deals or, or majorly through brand deals. And it, it's kind of the sad part because that's like less than 1% mm. of podcasters who, who can achieve that and okay. make um, a lot of money through, through those type of yeah. things. So that's where it is. Um, right now it's very hard for a lot of them to monetize. Okay. There are new platforms coming up mm-hmm. to introduce more methods to allow creators to make more, more money. money, but sometimes it just becomes more complicated because it's just yet another service you need to add to your yeah. stack. So
0: um, yeah, that's currently how to make money. Okay. So um, in a way, I know you answered this, but Stan, I want you to take this question up. So you said that um, most people don't actually get to make money, like achieve that status whereby brands begin to approach them to like promote stuff. Um, Can you say in a way, instead of thinking of a podcast as a way to actually earn money, would it not be better to consider a podcast uh, like a way to build a personal brand? Yeah, it's it's part of that process.
2: Okay, it's part Um, of that process. So podcasting has evolved yeah. over the years, mm-hmm. and there's visuals now. There is um, a whole lot of concepts, okay. especially into the um, podcast industry. People yeah. want to be visually seen. Mm-hmm. There's audio bites with a little bit of pictures just okay. to engage the mm-hmm. um, the listeners. Yes. You can do that as a brand, right? Yeah. And you can also do that personally. I think yeah. the key question is: as a brand or as or, or personally, yeah, do you make money? Yeah. Right. Okay. I think I can answer that question, yes. but also we're also trying to solve the question for how do African creators in the podcast space okay. actually make more money mm. or actually make a little bit of money, money. from yeah. their content? Okay, and um, to answer that, we're working on something exclusive. I think mm. you should pay attention to Jammy Space, mm. um, I, and that that <laughs> that no, it, it's really a deal breaker okay. because w- once it comes in, the we already have a a marketplace of creators. Mm. The only thing left is a market space for creators to make money, money. Hmm. and get money directly. No hassle. Yeah. No. I sound like a, a Dakota <laughs> bank advert now. <laughs> but um, but um, yeah, you know, just yes. make money directly. And, yeah. you know, there's no, there's no, you don't know, there's no intermediary to, you know, uh, go get your money or anything. Like it. Just straight into your wallet yep. and you're, you're good to go. Awesome.
0: Uh, I had this one question pop up now but it's left gosh I did not write it down here but. I Do you want to add anything to what I said? Oh um, for us um, when we started the
1: podcast network yeah. in 2020 the we we believed so really mm. that we were going to start making money from the first cohort and that didn't happen mm. because we were like okay it's just your first season so let's go for a second season and we're going to make money and that did not happen and mm. so we knew right there and then that there was something lacking hmm. because we were already doing thousands of downloads, and generally, you expect advertisers to, want yeah. to come to your platform. But no ad agency moved dollars or well, I will say naira yeah. out of um, radio yeah. to podcasting, hmm. still. And so, we knew that we did not have the infrastructure for okay. that. And okay. so, this is what has been driving us to build out our whole platform hmm. and move not only by having a podcast network but also having our own you know um infrastructure that would power us making or generating um um, income revenue for us to give income to the creators at the end so as san said um we are going to be formally launching this um summer with um the full platform and jam is now not only being that podcast network but also being we already have our mobile app so we've already been moving that direction. And our goal is that we are not only building Jamit not only for our podcasters or our in-house podcast network, but now any podcast network
0: will be able to use Jamit. Any creator can use Jamit and and come on board and make money from it. Mm. Awesome. So if you are thinking of (laughs) starting a podcast in the future, Definitely work with Jamit because <laughs> they get your back. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. They've got your back. So I remember that question. I was going to ask that. Is it possible for the pioneer of a podcast to leave and that podcast still remains? When you say leave, what do you mean? Leave Jamit? No, 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 no. Um, I mean, okay. I'm talking outside Jamit now, generally a, a yeah. podcast. So I start a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm no longer, let's say I found something else to do or oh, okay. I'm not just and into that. Yes. Do you think listeners will continue listening if another host comes on board to handle the podcast? Or is oh. there, is there, okay, let me put it this way. Yeah. Is there a way for um, creators to separate themselves from the podcast? Like let the podcast be oh, an independent okay. entity. It's not
1: recommended. That's not mm. what podcasts are. Okay. You can do that with a radio show, okay. um, but you can't do that with a podcast. Mm. When it's a podcast, you're connecting directly with the host. Yeah. Um, then even sometimes the story is how the host tells the yeah. story that you're is what's, more connected. Okay. with And that's what makes a podcast. Mm. So we we would say, I mean, people have pod feeds. It's what we call them where they um they record podcasts and then they burn out maybe after they're like fifth episode and they're yeah. like no one is listening to me okay i'm never going to be successful yeah. and it's right there that you they need to keep going and mm-hmm. be more consistent to, to okay. keep um to make more uh, more episodes and so that part um our platform that we're building mm-hmm. is going to make sure that podcasts that are recorded or created yeah would never be deleted. Um, Like another hosting service might be like, if they don't see you for three months or so, your account is inactive, Mm -hmm. deleted, we will make sure that we keep your podcast and if you want to come back to it in the Mm -hmm. future, you might be, even in 10 years, you can come back and continue.
0: Awesome. Awesome. That's just great. So, um, we are slowly like wrapping it up. Um, What do you think you would change um, about podcasting in Nigeria? If you were to change anything, uh,
2: I think we're already doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think we're already doing that. I think yeah. that's something that, like I said, that's something that we've, we've um looked into the market and kind of understand what we are lacking yeah. and what is lacking out there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're going to change anything, I think it will be giving the guys in the rural AR, okay. area yes. area. <laughs> in the rural area yeah. um have access to podcasts or to yeah. be more educated in using yeah. um phones or um computers mm-hmm. to access podcasts and yeah. enjoy it. Okay. I think um that that'll be that'll be a big win right. for everybody in the podcast industry.
0: Okay, so in a okay please go ahead
2: Ike. So what I want um
1: what what I'd like to add to yes. that is we are not only changing podcasting for Africans. um, We are focusing on a global um, um, audience. All right. We want to bring more diverse voices into the podcasting space and that's if you look at the majority of the top 100 podcasts globally, less than 10% or less than 5% if I'm not mistaken, I've done this calculation over five times, looking at it week after week, are Black people, Hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then very, like, some Latinos, some yeah. um, some um, Asians, but majority of the times you see more um, um, white people. White on people it. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that, yeah. but I feel that that's because we've not brought in more of our mm. people okay. um, into, into space. Um, yeah. So that's why we want to bring in 10,000 black podcasters mm. into the industry before yeah. 2023. Wow. But for the global scene, yeah. we have a whole infrastructure that we want to actually put into the podcasting industry that will change it forever because we believe um technologically yeah the rss feeds are not they're the best form right now but Mm -hmm. there should be better formats to be able to handle podcasts and technically there are so many other things we want to introduce to the podcasting um, space that we'll change it and we believe um, when we announce that, it's going to feel like podcasting 3.0. And um, we we believe that we're going to mm-hmm. definitely get more um, people in it once we socialize, the ideas we have okay. with it on, tech, on the technolo- technological front,
0: yeah.
1: um, we'll be able to get that out and, and get it. But that's that, but for the people and the creators, yeah. as Stan said, We want to get into rural areas. We want to get more localized content. Mm. We want to get people to speak in their languages. You can have a Yoruba podcast. Mm. You can have a Swahili podcast. You can Mm. have a French. There are already French podcasts where you can have the African-French podcast. right? You can go to India. India is already strong, and China is very strong with audio content. But we can have a way to get that content translated into English and also be able to uh, enjoy this content. Mm -hmm. So... We plan to have a global um,
0: um, impact in, yeah. uh, in the in the park and the audio space entirely. All right, awesome. So, um, Jamit has Jamit Originals. Yes. Yeah. Um, I heard recently that "Date, Sex, and Love" became the most listened to podcast on Apple Music, if I'm not mistaken,
1: on the relationships category.
0: Yeah. Okay. Relationships yeah.
2: category. Yes. How was that like for you guys? As long as that that is a special project okay. <laughs> that um but i think the one thing that really is really key is how much how much we enjoy the creating process of all our podcasts okay right and yeah. that's just a testament of how people enjoy what you're doing what what they listen to okay. because we enjoy the process of making mm. it um there's there's so much work put into yeah. um making sure that those podcasts sound good, sound engaging. Yeah. Um, Like I said earlier, you know, the most important thing a podcast can have is how engaging it is and yeah. what the call to action is. Mm-hmm. And if the, the audience follows through, right. Um, we're static, you know, and, and, and that's just, that's just a number that we think is still small. Yeah. Um, We believe we can achieve more. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, we're, we're that, and we're aiming for that. We're aiming for that. Um, we hope to get some, you know, um, Ambies in the future. I think that's the, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that, that. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 what we're going to right now. Yeah, you
0: definitely, know. awesome. So, um, in terms of revenue, how is Jamit doing, Ike?
1: Let's just say that with the money we've with the money we've raised, mm-hmm. we've already made fifty percent back of that revenue of mm-hmm. that of what we've raised. Yeah. Um, we were successfully able to. Hack our our operations and okay. and really um, bootstrap um, but right now, as you can see you know, in the new campus as we're building this new campus, more money has to come in mm-hmm. so we've not really pushed all our monetization initiatives initiatives okay. out there. Right. our goal is that we want to first um Get, the infrastructure people, that, get infrastructure, infrastructure yeah. in place completed, mm-hmm. and launch our platform. Okay. Um, we've been in beta. Um, we've not launched um, some of the major MVPs that we have, and once we do that in yeah. summer, then we have a full blown um, mm-hmm. platform okay. that we could run off to monetize. But in terms of um, revenue, we've we've made more
0: revenue with productions than yeah. um, advertising. Than okay, now, okay, awesome. Final question for you guys. Yeah. Um, I'll start with Stan what advice would you give aspiring entrepreneurs? People looking to start something of their own, whether a podcast, a business, whatever. Just start. Hmm. Just start. Then. So cliche. No, no, I'm serious. But I mean... But I, I definitely I agree like with that, truly. Wrong. Because you can... Just start. It's very possible to overplan and overthink. And like, no,
1: don't just start. <laughs> Think about it you start. <laughs> but
0: go ahead. But overthinking is a thing now. Y- yes. Yeah, yeah, some is. people overthink yeah.
2: what they want to do and eventually don't do it. So... Yeah. You know, just start, um, mm-hmm. read books, get a mentor, mm-hmm. um immerse yourself in whatever space you are that you're looking trying to go get into, into, yeah. And and go from there. But most importantly, just get started. Awesome. Ike, what do you think founders um, should do? Being
1: a second time founder, yeah, I think um the just start is a good thing to say, but it's missing context mm. to me. And and so I agree with that statement. I feel like what needs to be added to it is make sure you're an expert in that field Hmm. or make sure you know you have so much knowledge about that field before you just start, because you can just start. It's, it's, it's like, I mean, you're like, oh, I want to drive. And they're like, all right, get into okay. the car. Okay. You don't okay. just drive.
0: <laughs> okay. Right? Yes. You have
1: to know where all the buttons mm-hmm. are and what you can do yes. on the road yeah. and how you can drive exactly. as best as you can before and you safely. drive, yeah. uh, right, and drive safely. So you have to have that secret thing that you know that, oh, crap, this is a, Problem that majority of people have, I can solve it. Mm-hmm. I know about it. I'll just start it. Mm. That's how I feel.
0: All right. Awesome. So from both your stories so far, I've gathered that one, a great team is necessary. Absolutely. Yeah. You must have a purpose, not just money. Although... Making money can be a, a very, very valid purpose. I mean, you can yeah. get into a business and say, I mean, I've had someone that actually go into a business solely to make money. Yeah. Like, there are like growing that. up, they like his, his family. They were not financially off at all, and that was just his drive. Retailers. Yeah. To Make money. And he's making his money. So, I mean, making money is actually a valid um, purpose. I, I mean, but yeah.
1: I feel but, like... But but I wanted to add to that. It's not the making money that hmm. is driving him, him. That he never wants to return to that property. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's okay, what's that, driving him. All right, right? all right. So that making money is the solution to his, to problem. his problem. Hmm. G-M-
0: okay, that I'll yeah. <laughs> <I'm telling> you. <laughs> okay, so a great team purpose and be willing to listen to other people's opinions yep. as a founder. You cannot know everything. It's not just possible. No. And there's also, um, okay, also be ready to re-strategize. I mean, when you both mentioned that um, you were still focusing on... The radio part of the business until when you met um Alex yeah. and then you felt okay maybe this is a better way to go so founder should also be willing or ready to actually pivot in a way yeah 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 it, you don't have to it doesn't have to be that way it's very possible that you can get your goal through another route correct okay
1: you should know when to pivot hmm. um when, when you that if you don't have yeah. product market fit mm-hmm. um you choose two ways either die or or move somewhere, move else, somewhere else, yeah. to survive. So, um, the online radio was not working then, okay. Um, and it's still not now. I, I won't even recommend anyone starting yeah. this yet, except they have a completely drastic idea hmm. in this country, yeah. And outside, there's so much competition, okay.
0: Awesome, thank you guys for doing this with us. I mean, I've learned a lot personally. Congrats, this episode <laughs> thank you very much. Um, that's been it on this week's episode, guys. Um, if you've Enjoyed what you've listened to so far? Definitely subscribe to the Made in Africa podcast. You can listen to this podcast on the Jamit app and wherever you actually listen to music Spotify, Apple Music, and the likes. Next week we'll come again with another episode with another interesting founder where they will share their own stories and experiences, and of course we'll get to learn lessons like we did in this week's episode. That's been it, guys. I'm your host Kemeshe Samo, and I will catch you guys in the next one. Take care. That's all on this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe to the Made in Africa podcast on the Jamit app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your questions and or comments are appreciated. I'm your host, Kimishi Samo, and you've been listening
2: to the Made in Africa podcast.